Well, it was here and then it was gone. High school soccer season in the state of Montana. Always shorter than you think it's going to be. Always shorter than you hope that it is. And state champions were crowned a week or two ago right at the end of October. But we're not done with high school soccer coverage here on Soccer and Snow and Smoke in the next couple weeks. We'll bring you interviews with the head coaches from all four state champion high school coaches. Nice and convenient because that's only two schools among the four state champions. Bozeman High wins the boys and girls state titles in Class AA. Whitefish wins the boys and girls state titles in Class A. We will have interviews with both coaches from Bozeman, Pat Straub for the boys and Erica Cannon for the girls. But this week we're starting with the Bulldogs. Whitefish boys return to their throne at the top of Class A soccer after a one-year hiatus. Columbia Falls won the state title last year. That came after a streak of four straight titles for Whitefish. Columbia Falls gets the one last year, and this year the Bulldogs return to the top of the mountain. So we'll be joined by Whitefish boys soccer coach John Lacey to lead off this episode, and then to finish out this episode, Whitefish girls head coach Roland Benedict If the Whitefish boys were continuing their dynasty, the Whitefish girls breaking through. Bulldogs hadn't won a state title in girls soccer since 2006, but they've been making noise in the last couple of years. They lost the state title game a year ago. This year, they returned to the state title game, and they finished things off with a 3-1 win over Columbia Falls to win their first state title since 2006. We'll hear from both of those coaches, first John Lacey, then Roland Benedict, but first... Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you, as always, by Zootown Sports Cards. Been so glad to have Zootown Sports Cards as a sponsor for almost the entire life of Soccer and Snow and Smoke here. You can find Zootown Sports Cards in the Stevens Center, 2100 Stevens Avenue. Great place to go, and I always end up wasting more time there than I expect to when I'm first heading in because it is a fascinating store. They've got all kinds of sports cards and memorabilia. They've got packs, they've got boxes of cards, they've got singles if you're just looking for a specific player or team. And oh yeah, they have plenty of soccer cards as well. Go in and check out all of their newest and latest products. Zootown Sports Cards, 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center. Big thank you to Zootown Sports Cards. Big thank you to Roland Benedict, Whitefish Girls Head Soccer Coach, who you'll hear from in a little bit. And big thanks to John Lacey, Whitefish Boys Soccer Head Coach, who you'll hear from right now. Soccer and Snow and Smoke special postseason edition for high school soccer around the Treasure State. Meant to be bringing you high school soccer coverage throughout the fall here on Soccer and Snow and Smoke, but that fell a little bit by the wayside as football season sort of took over like the monster it is. But we're going to catch up now with the state champions from all across the Treasure State and in Class A. That was a familiar name on the boys' side. Whitefish returning to the top of the heap with a 1-0 win over Billing Central in the title game after a one-year hiatus where they let go of that Class A title. Joining us now, John Lacey, head coach of the Whitefish boys team. John, thanks for taking the time. Of course, Andrew. Thanks. Let's just start here. What was the, the atmosphere around the team like coming into this season? Because you guys had won four straight, and then last year you lose the title to Columbia Falls. What was the atmosphere you were trying to build coming into to this season? Well, last year we were hoping to get that match against Columbia Falls in the final for the third straight year. We ended up having a pretty unlucky day in our semifinals, so um, we missed that final. And uh, it put a hunger in the boys. Uh, We come into every year brand new. The standard is to 
be playing as long as we can and build off what's been there before us. Um, those boys certainly anticipated getting to the final, and they were looking forward to a third match against Columbia Falls, but um, they didn't get it. So this year was brand new, new opportunity. Uh, we had a very mature team. We had 11 seniors in the group, and um, they've all contributed for a long time to what uh, has been success, and some of them have contributed and uh, definitely had major championship moments you know in in some of our earlier ones before last season and so the hope and expectation on their side was we're just going to keep going and build and we start every june and july anticipating that we're playing for october um and this year they they did it we had to break in a new goalkeeper uh but he performed outstanding our defense was great and as always we went and tried to score a whole bunch of goals and one game at a time we ended up back in it at down in Billings that a couple weeks ago. Well, Whitefish certainly accomplished their goals this season, 14-0 and in the regular season for the Bulldogs. 64 goals scored, 6 against, so you can do the math there, plus 58 in goal differential. What was it like for you, John, building up this maybe next class? Because you had the class that won the four straight. I think you were undefeated over the four years. There were a lot of seniors in, in that group that left after the four-peat. How do you build up the next generation of players who you're hoping to accomplish, go on to accomplish more with? It's a very express part of our program. The legacy that the guys have built before us, because, of course, there were five championships before that group put together four of their own. Um, that legacy that everyone who's gone before us has created gives us a, a foundation. It gives us an expectation. It gives us a path. Um, and so what we do, even in June and July, um, is we rely upon those folks. Some of them come back and, you know, get to knock the ball around a little bit. Some of them... Uh, guys looking forward to the season ahead they start from the get-go uh working with our freshmen and our sophomores and our younger players to to show the way what they've learned in their multiple years in the program um and we have the opportunity during the season that we can really because our focus is on october and just the way that the the team has some depth and so on is we get everybody playing uh together from the get-go so that there's not a learning curve. We don't start over every year. We build on years past and, and history past and legacy past, and it's both a confidence as well as a process that by the time they get to that end in October, um, yeah, we are relying upon juniors and seniors more usually, um, but it's not new. They're not doing this for the first time. And uh, so that hopefully um, – we think helps them and you can see them hungry for their moment when it comes down in Billings or as we've been lucky enough to do in some of the last couple of years in, in Whitefish when we hosted. So, uh, yeah, we, we want to be in state championships. We build toward those state championships, but it's a program thing. It's not a class thing. It's not a individual. This group's better than that last group. It's our job to prepare one another, those behind us as well as ourselves um, to get ready to do what Whitefish Soccer has in, in as our standard. That's to, to go do our best, and, and hopefully that gets us to the end. 
Tell me a little bit about your team this year then. It's, it's John Lacey, head coach of the Whitefish Boys soccer program, which just won another state championship a couple weeks ago. Uh, joining us to recap that season a little bit on soccer and snow and smoke. Tell me about your team. Tell me uh, who the players were that you looked to, that you relied on, that were the leaders of the team. Well, we uh, we had 11 seniors, like I said. Um, one of those players, and, and kind of the surprise, we didn't know what he was going to be. He's, he's kind of a new-to-soccer guy, kind of guy. Um, our goalkeeper, Ethan Bork. And Ethan got recruited by his classmates to come out and play soccer for his senior year um, and just did fantastic. Like I said, it was he's not a soccer player by trade, um, but just did an outstanding job in the net. He didn't get tested a whole lot. Um, during the course of the year, but had some outstanding games during playoffs. We went uh, put together, I think, 10, maybe 11 shutouts this year. Um, nobody scored on us in playoffs, and, and he just did great. Um, part of that performance that he was able to build and our team put up as a defensive you know, foundation was through a back line of four guys who, um, all seniors, Ramsey Maliki, Charlie Hyatt, uh, Adam Healy and Rye Duffy. Uh, two of those guys are center backs, both made all state. They just kept so many balls um, away from Ethan and, and dangerous areas for us. And, and they just, again, had outstanding seasons. All four of those guys just stepped up and acted like the mature seniors that, that they are. Um, in the midfield, we, we've been super blessed to have, um, uh, you know, at the center of it all, Ryder Elliott. Uh, Ryder scored double digits and goals and assists. I think he might have been the only guy in Class A to to do that this year. Um, But just a special, special player. Um, And, you know, whether it was the work rate or the the skill on the ball or just the decision, he was just an outstanding um, high-level player. And, and, um, in fact, part of the the battle in in the championship game was him against probably Billing Central's best player, also a center midfielder, and, and just watching those two guys go at it all day. Um, it was it was a fun soccer match to watch because even if you don't have somebody to root for in it, you could appreciate right away how good those two guys were. Um, so Ryder was a big part of it. And then we got a bunch more goals from a, a sophomore midfielder named Kyler Johnson. Kyler also earned All-State this year um, and just, you know, really became last year. He had a great freshman year. Um, his sophomore year, he became a leader and just a, a dominant player when he was on the field. Um, whether it's some set piece work or off the ball or just really, really outstanding season for him. And I'm sure there's more that he has to give as he grows into an upperclassman these next couple of years too. I think we're all expecting, and that ceiling is is pretty high. So we're looking forward to that in the years ahead. Um, and then again, we had a lot of other really skilled guys who, who did well. Preston McPherson scored the game winner for us down in Billings. And I think he ended up with double digits and goals, but again, just a lot of work rate and, and outstanding season. So it was, it was a pretty fun, mature group. Um, they definitely built off one another and, um, you know, spread the goals around and that's the way we like it. Well, walk me back 
to that championship game because this was a, a, a good billing central team. And I guess you guys still didn't get the rematch against Columbia Falls because Columbia Falls fell off a little bit this year and they lost early in the playoffs. But a really good billing central team coming out of the East. They were also undefeated in the regular season, although they drew some games, which you guys didn't. What was the game plan going into that one? And then, you know, scoreless at halftime. You need a goal in the second half. Did you make any adjustments at halftime? Well, I want I want to speak first a little bit to that Sea Falls match uh, again. They we're we're blessed that we are able to develop up here in the north. Those matches against our crosstown have been just fantastic soccer. You saw it on the girls' side this year when they put almost two thousand people together for their final. Um, it's just a super fun matchup now that both these programs are playing at such a high level. Um, and while we didn't get them in a championship match like we have in the last couple of years, we had some outstanding matches during the regular season, and those matches were, were critical in our development to help us get better, um, just playing at the pace and speed and, and level that those games demand. So uh, they had an unlucky exit from the from the playoffs, kind of like we did, but you know they were a big part of, obviously, and definitely one of the strongest teams we had. Uh, when we went down to Billings, yeah, we were aware that their defense was pretty strong. They, like us, had, had really kept up a lot of clean sheets. Um, we knew they had a strong midfield. We knew that there was going to be uh, some limitations on our ability to go just kind of do what we wanted. And uh, we had the benefit of knowing that we were going to get the kind of game that we like to play, where we were everybody was going to you know, really come out and try and play some possession, try and make sure that we um, move the ball around. And, and, and that was that was exciting to look forward to. We felt good about going in. Um, and, you know, the best team was was hopefully going to win. The plan that they came up with and executed really, really well in the first half was, was really to close down Ryder and a lot of our center midfield play. Um, we don't play in the center much, but we play through the center a lot. And uh, they really congested that space. They they took away opportunities that we were used to creating. Um, it was a championship level match all the way around. And and they uh, they put some pressure on us in the first half. That again, our defense and and goalkeeper held on well. Um, so when we got to second half, it was you know we felt ready. Um, we'd taken what we thought was their best, and still zero zero. Um, we knew we'd get chances, and, and we did. We created several of them. You know, we could have had some chances, or we could have had some goals in the first half, and we got a few more in the second half. Uh, the goal that we didn't end up getting was was a bit unexpected. It was way more direct than we're used to. Uh, but Preston did all the work and and got on the bottom of a of a good clearance from Ethan and one on one. Well, I shouldn't say one-on-one because he was heavily contested by some defenders as well. But when he got up and had his chance in front of the keeper, he took it, and it was enough that the guys held on. Um, I wouldn't say there were major changes done at halftime, but, um, you know, we tweaked a couple things to take advantage of those opportunities that we weren't really capitalizing in the first half. Um, but we we realized that we were going to have to change a few things away from what um, – we normally do just because Billings came in fully prepared to, to take those away and all the credit to the guys. They, they did it. They executed it. They, they pulled it off um, at times and we could have had a few more than just the one, but 
you know, all it takes is one. So it was good enough, especially when our defense stood on its head like they did. What are the emotions for you in the aftermath of, of that game, you know, when the, the final whistle goes, maybe just what you're feeling, what the, the players are feeling? Can you take me back to that moment? Well, the the guys were super excited. Um, you know, we, especially in playoffs, we go out there and say, we get 80 minutes, that's all we got. Um, it, we can't ever take for granted that a lead is going to stick. you got to work through the whole time and, um, especially when it got to halftime and at zero zero, the guys just dialed in. All right, it's forty minutes now, and let's just go do it. Let's enjoy um, this last opportunity with that many seniors that they were going to have to play together. Um, and so they really dialed in. And when we got that first goal, there was certainly a degree of relief, but it also became the moment like, all right, now it's time to really buckle in because they're going to come at us. It's nothing to lose on their end. Um, and so again, they just worked crazy so when that final whistle did eventually blow felt like a long you know 17 20 minutes because that's what happens when you're trying to hold a lead against a good team um but when it did they you could see they were so excited they had put in a lot of work it was a culminating effort for you know not just a game and a season but their time in in the program and They'd done a lot to build up others, and that was their moment. And it was it was pretty satisfying as a coach to get to watch them enjoy that. Um, it was definitely fun. I know for the parents, everybody felt a little bit warmer than what the temperature reading might have been, um, just because they they did get to to share and experience that. Um, you know, our perspective as a coaching staff is that's great. Um, we love that these boys have earned it. That they've you know, gone out and taken their moment. But what we also get to do in kind of excited way is look at the guys on the end of the bench who didn't necessarily get in that game. They're younger, um, they're prepping, and to know exactly what's going through their head. And that's like, all right, next season, that's going to be me. Next season, after that, I'm going to be the one. Also. I mean, and those are the, those are the things that, that we get excited about as, as coaches is how can we build up those next guys so that they get to experience the things too. Because um, the hard part about playoffs is that we do so much of our soccer and whitefish together. Um, we train together the whole program. We don't have a specific JV only squad. We we do everything together. And when you get to playoffs, uh, you lose some of the games. You lose some of the time with all the boys, and so it, it it narrows down a little bit. So to be able to know that all right, there's a next group that's coming, and and see their faces and their energy and their excitement. Um, on this group, it's it's that's what's fun as a as a coach. John Lacey, head coach of the Whitefish Boys Soccer Program, Bulldogs getting back to the top of the heap in Class A soccer, beat Billing Central one to nothing in the Class A state championship game a couple weeks ago. And John, just the last thing for you here, and everybody listening, you're about to hear from Roland Benedict, who's the head coach of the Whitefish Girls team, who also won the Class A state title. So make it a double for the Bulldogs up there in the Flathead. But the girls team was able to, to break through and win the title as, as well this year. Just what does that say about the soccer culture that you are building sort of collectively up there in Whitefish? I mean, that's a that's a pretty astonishing achievement. Well, like we said, we, we, we rely upon the legacy and what teams before us have done. We never come into a program having to, or excuse me, into a season having to start over, having to re-educate players, having to um, 
build something out of scratch. We, they, they get to spend time around us. They get to look at the people ahead of them. They get to know what the standard is and to see those big games, whether it's against Columbia Falls or on the girls' side against Billing Centrals and Laurels and stuff like that. Um, and they get to see it and they get to put themselves in those spots. And, and the girls' program is a perfect example of that. You know, they've had a couple runs at the in finals the last few years and just come up, you know, a little short and to to now culminate this year um, is totally deserved, but it's a function of the work and expectation that's gone on before. Um, you always have some variation in the quality and numbers of players that you get in a given year. That's just the nature of, you know, our smaller programs. We're not big giant cities and schools where we get players to replace every single year at the same level. Um, so there's always some of that, but yeah, the goal is always that, Whitefish soccer is is a pretty fun place to be, and we're going to hopefully, you know, get better as we go. And yeah, if we do our our jobs right, the byproduct of that is playing for state titles. Um, and yeah, it was super exciting this year um, to know that the girls were pulling it off at the same time that we were driving back. I was a little disappointed that you know we had to <laughs> try and watch it on little tiny screens while we're riding a bus home, and we couldn't share the the grass with them out at Smith Fields. Um, but it was it was super gratifying and and just couldn't be more proud to be one small part of this community that that is so supported by um, by our fans, by our parents, by our administration, just everybody, um, you know. And again, the the things that's exciting to us as coaches is we got ball kids out there. We got you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve year olds who can't contain and watch a full game for 80 minutes, but they're over on the goal on the empty field shooting at it, thinking, you know, I'm going to get up there in my time. And, and boys and girls, that's that's a pretty fun environment to be in. There you go, John Lacey. He just coached the Whitefish Boys Soccer Program. Back to the top of the mountain in Class A, Bulldogs beat Billing Central one to nothing in the state championship game a couple weeks ago. And as we just talked about, it was a double for Whitefish this year, winning both the boys and girls Class A soccer championships. You'll hear from Whitefish girls head coach Roland Benedict coming up in just a minute here on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. But, John, thank you for your time. Appreciated getting the chance to talk through that season with you, and I appreciated the insight that you had. So thank you, man. It's good talking with you. You too, Andrew. Take care. Soccer and Snow and Smoke with all the state champions from across the state of Montana rolls on. Joining us to talk about the Class A state champion girls, Whitefish Bulldogs. Guy you've heard from before on this podcast, Roland Benedict, of course, the head coach of the Whitefish girls up there in the Flathead. Roland, man, first off, congratulations on the state title. Appreciate the time today. Oh, my pleasure, Andrew. Yeah, it's it's good to catch up again. Uh, It's been a while, but uh, big things have happened in our our program's finally claimed the main prize for the year, which we've been working on for a long time. And I know it's been a, a long path for that Whitefish team, especially the group of seniors that you, you've you had there. I mean, you guys have made plenty of noise in the state the last couple of years. You lost the state title game to Billing Central a year ago. Take me back to the beginning of the season with this group, knowing that you had been so close, knowing that you had a ton of talent on the team, but also you didn't have any championship winning experience on the team. Yeah. You know, it's an, it's a good question. We, so every year I try and formulate 
from the coaching staff, you know, the players, we always talk the players want to have their goals, team goals, individual goals. Um, we work through those and make sure that they can have that fuel for the season. But as a coaching staff, we like to try and give a mantra or an idea or an identity to the season for the group. You know, what are we, what's our mission? You know, it can't always be, yeah, let's win a state title. You know, it has to be something deeper, something a little bit more tangible for the players. And one thing that we looked at from last season is we wanted to right a few wrongs that happened. And, and there were three of them. One was we tied Libby in our regular season last year. The second is that we lost to Big Fork. And then the third is that we lost to Billing Central in the state final. And we wanted to right those wrongs. And so we went up to Libby for that game, same game that happened last year. We won. So first one, check that off. Second, went down to Big Fork, beat them, wrote that wrong. That was the game we won the conference. And then in the first round of the playoffs, we happened to draw Billing Central, which is, doesn't hit the storyline you know, in a state final as perfect as possible, but we were able to um, get to that game and beat them 4-0 pretty comprehensively uh, and kind of had used that to propel us into the semifinal and then into the final. And, you know, it was something that we, you know, we didn't have experience of winning finals, but we've been so close for so long that being in a final or getting to that final, even though we hadn't, been able to get over that, that edge uh, and get over that, that hump. Um, you know, we beat Laurel last year in the quarterfinals, defending state champs. Uh, we, we beat Billing Central this year. It was one of those things that this team was almost as close as you can get to having the confidence that, yeah, we can, we can win a state title. And so that was kind of the mantra going in and propelled us pretty much all the way through the season and into the playoffs. Yeah, burying the lead a little bit here on the Whitefish girls. Bulldogs go 12-2 and in the regular season, earn the top seed out of the north, as Roland mentioned. Beat Billing Central, the defending state champs, who slumped a little bit to the third seed out of the east. In the first round of the playoffs, they beat Lockwood in the semifinals, and then they beat Columbia Falls 3-1 to in the championship game a couple weeks ago. It's a great answer to the question about that team. Just tell me a little bit about your team this year and it's been a lot of girls whose names we've heard from the last couple of years but how did you put the team together this year and and sort of who were the big difference makers yeah so you know the standouts that come back to your brain right away are, are going to be right through the spine of the team um starting from the back you know nora schmidt saved multiple penalties last year against laurel uh she's being recruited by division one schools uh to play goalkeeper for them uh, All-State goalkeeper, she's just phenomenal. So Nora Schmidt came back in goal, which was huge. Uh, and then Izzy Cook, she's been an All-State player for four years of her high school career since she was a freshman uh, playing in central midfield. And then Olivia Genovese is a two-time All-State player as our center forward. And so, you know, that was always the spine of the team. But, you know, we lost Maya Lacey and Brooke Roberts, uh, midfielders that were All-State last year. Maddie Mulfeld, creative attacking midfielder. And so for us, it was, how is this team going to operate moving forward? And Izzy Cook, her whole career um, was a deep-line defensive all-action midfielder, winning tackles, preventing the opponent from building out, uh, and then facilitating our play and our buildup and letting other players create an attack. And, uh, 
if anybody that's listening to this has seen her play, she's an exceptional soccer player. Uh, she's actually probably still playing at about 50 to 60% of her capabilities. And so for me, I took the risk and said, I'm going to try and create and turn Izzy into an attacking midfielder and create her into a creative goal scorer and the creative heartbeat of our team. And we tweaked our formation a little bit to do that. But in order to do that, we had to not only get her to buy into that, but then I was going to have to replace her, All-State holding midfielder, and Maya Lacey, who graduated and is now playing college soccer and going to the NCAA tournament shortly, as another All-State holding midfielder. So I had to replace two All-State players in the heart of our midfield to allow Izzy to move farther forward. And so we did that by utilizing three players kind of in a rotation, Madison Gordon, Truth Baxter, and Anna Guzman, two juniors and a sophomore. Uh, and they kind of rotated through, and they were uh, all had different qualities and played massive minutes for us across not only the regular season but the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, that was the big nucleus of the team is that midfield battle. We've always been dominant in the midfield. And getting Izzy to have that belief that she can be a creator and a goal scorer. And, it, you know, it worked a treat. I think Izzy scored 15 goals, had almost 10 assists, I think nine or 10 assists on the season. Uh, so 25 goal contributions is huge. That 20 goal contribution mark is kind of where we want our attacking players to be. And, you know, all three of our attacking players, uh, Delaney Smith, Olivia Genovese, and Izzy all hit that mark uh, for us. We had a pretty dangerous trident going forward. Um, and then we were able to, you know, kind of out of nowhere, we received a transfer um, from out of state. Her name's Charlie Zolrick. She's a center back. She's never played center back something I always like to do. I always like to put players in positions they've never played, which apparently has started to work out. But uh, she played center back for us and just very cool and calm, almost emotionless on the field, never got flustered, never got worried, and was the heart of that back line. And then Sadie Olson as our wing back had uh, nine goals and six or 10 goals and six assists on the season uh, as a flank based player and was just a problem for teams. And that's kind of how we, you know, built that team, but we were, we were deeper than I thought we were going to be. Some girls stepped up and really put in performances. Our back line was immense. We had four center backs that played across our back three, uh, Macy Schmidt, Charlotte Perkins, Bell Cosby, another senior. And, and we were able to, you know, by having such depth and quality, we were able to press hard, run, never get tired, uh, and never really drop the level when we made changes in games. Um, and so, that was kind of the method in a short synopsis of how we were able to construct a team that, you know, caused lots of people problems. And if you look at the final, uh, Izzy, Olivia, and Delaney are attacking three, all scored goals. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. All three of them scored in the 3-1 win over Columbia Falls in the, in the championship game. Did you change the messaging at all going into the championship game, going into the title game? How did you, I mean, you've been there before, a lot of girls on this team have been there before. What did you tell them going into that game? You know, we, we did a lot of mentality work. Uh, and, and what it came down to is in previous years, you're playing Laurel and you're playing Billings. And when you play those teams, how our seasons had worked out is we hadn't played them yet. We didn't get to experience playing them in a game. So we would be prepared. You know, we know what they present. We've been on the field with them before. Win or loss, you get to experience the unknown. And you, you don't beat those teams a lot, right? They've been successful programs for a reason. They're very good. And so when you go into games like that, you have to create a belief 
that they believe, right? They believe that they can win and, and belief comes from faith, right? You have to have faith in the idea that you are prepared and you're good enough to beat a team you've never played. And that's hard, right? That's creating, you know, that's sales. That's, you, you have to create this idea. With the Columbia Falls game, we didn't have to create that. We beat them already. We, and we played a game where we did lose to them, but we watched that game back and we played well enough to win that game too. And we didn't play well but we did enough in that game to have a chance to win. So I didn't have to create a belief. They knew they could win the game. They have done it already. So what the goal was from a coach, from a coaching perspective was, can we strip away any idea from their brain that they can't win or they won't win or they're nervous about a previous performance? And so we did a lot of work in that week to just remind them that they've done this before. All they have to do out go is all they have to do is go out and play like the team that they are because the team that they were when they lost to them, which was the second game of the season or in the second game uh, of that, you know, um, back to back set where we played them the first time when we beat them and played them the second time when we lost that team doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. Right, that, that's a team that no longer exists. We've, we've become a different team now. And so we're a better team, right? You always progress, right? You can't stay still. So you always progress and you always move towards that pursuit of playing to the highest level you can attain. And so creating that mentality and that focus that we know we can win, we know that it's possible, and let's go out and we are prepared and let's just give a performance that we can and play for our school, play for our community. And most importantly, play for each other, right? Play with this, uh, you know, one word we pulled for the season was unity, right? We want to play as a unified team. Yes, we have players that score our goals and we have players that do our defending and we have players that make saves for us, but we're a team. And as long as we play as a unified team and everyone does their role and we do it as a group, we'll be successful. And, and uh, we definitely were. Roland Benedict, head coach of the Whitefish girls soccer team, recently crowned as Class A state champions in the state of Montana with a 3-1 win over Columbia Falls in the state final on October 28th. Roland, maybe I should have opened with this, but at the very end of it all, you clinch that game, the final whistle blows. What are the emotions like for you? What are the emotions like for your players? Just what was that moment like? You know, for it's tough. You'd have to ask the players. Um, I'm sure a lot of them, have, you know, seniors are going to have a different experience than some of the sophomores had, right? Their emotions are going to be different. Sophomores might be hungry and say, man, I want to do that again. And seniors might be feeling, you know, we finally did it. You know, and, and, and for me as a coach, you know, yes, it's great to be a coach as a coach, as, you know, as Rowan Benedict, the head coach of the Whitefish Bulldogs to win a state title. And that feels great. And it'll look great on a resume. Um, and there's no hiding that. But, but the biggest thing for me is we coach, and my staff included, everybody that's been a part of it, we coach the game in a very specific way. We don't change how we play year in, year out. We are going to play the game the right way. We're going to play the game with passion. We're going to be entertaining. Um, we're not just going to set up and play different or play less entertaining soccer to just win games. We're going to teach the game the right way. We're going to teach players how to respect and understand the game uh, and, and play soccer. And it's been eight years and it's taken eight years for us to get over the hump. 
uh, of winning a state title. We've had some fantastic teams. And so for me, it was validation for the players, not only the current, but the past, that because of the work they put in and had the belief and the trust in not only myself, but our coaching staff, that this is the right way to go. This is the right way to play. And it will give you the results that uh, everyone strives for, which is that state title. And so I'm just really proud of the team for carrying on the legacy of the players before them. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about this at the end of the year, that that state title is for everyone. Uh, it's ours, but everybody that's been a part of this program since um, I've been, you know, I've been able to take over as the head coach, uh, they should take massive pride in, in what this group accomplished. Well, there you go. And last thing for you, two state titles coming back to Whitefish in soccer this year. The boys team, of course, has been one of the powers in Class A for years and years and years and gets back to the state title after a one-year hiatus. The girls team, you know, breaks through and, and finally wins it. What's it like going forward now with that kind of success up there? And what's it been like for you having the boys team and their record of success there the entire time? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, well, interesting fact, um, my wife is, was actually part of the last uh, girls team at Whitefish in 2006 to win a state title. So the, uh, the Benedict household now has both of the most recent Whitefish uh, women's state titles, which is very cool. But uh, I believe that 2006 year is the last time a single-A school won both state titles. The boys and the girls won in 2006, and they just also won again in 2023. So, um, you know, I would tell Coach Lacey this, too, if he was here on the call. It's been hard. It's been hard as a program watching the boys win. Not that we don't want them to win. Obviously, they've been so successful, and I've coached a lot of those boys at the club level uh, throughout their careers since they were 8, 9, 10 years old. Colin Lyman I coached when he was 8. So, it's fantastic, but it was hard. We've been trying for so long and you see this program next to you. That's just churning out results and never losing and this level of excellence that, you know, kind of pushed us like, Hey, we need to start, we need to start doing that too. We need to start getting to a level that we know we can attain. And uh, it was kind of inspiring and, you know, to go in and lose to Columbia falls the way they did last year against a really good sea falls team. And they came back, they lost some key players and they came back and they're energized. And, you know, the, that group of boys played some fantastic soccer. You know, I think with the girls' side of the state not having Laurel and Billings in the final and Columbia Falls Whitefish, the big rivalry game, it went a little under the radar that the boys' team went undefeated. They won every single game to a state title again, which is a very hard thing to do. Um, and, you know, they, they went under the radar. They never dropped one game. They won every single game, 15-0, and 0, uh, once again in a state, in a state title run. So uh, it's special. Uh, it's, it shows how unified our groups are. We train side by side. We ride on buses to all of our, all of our away games. And, you know, the team chemistry between both groups is, is really special. And I've just been blessed to be able to coach alongside uh, John Lacey for as long as I have. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been an honor. Well, you just heard from John Lacey on the podcast as well, the head coach of the very successful Whitefish boys team. That was Roland Benedict, the head coach of the Whitefish girls team as the Bulldogs bring home a sweep in the Class A state soccer titles, 3-1, to one, the Whitefish girls winners over Columbia Falls to claim that first state title since 2006. 
Roland, man, appreciate the time. Congrats again on on breaking through, and I've been talking with you for for a couple years here. So really rewarding to see you guys break through up there and and get that title. So congrats on that. But I appreciated talking with you as always. Andrew, absolutely, anytime, man. Love talking about the game and talking about the the state of Montana's soccer landscape. So anything you need, you just give me a call.